So tonight, we are really lucky. We have my friend Andrew here, Spada. We're just really excited to share him with you. Some of you might recognize him. He's the worship director at Windsor. Um, so if you attend church there, you've probably seen him. And so we're really excited to have him share. I asked him specifically to share some of his story leading worship and talk about worship with us as we do this God in Worship um, kind of tonight. And then we're also going to get to worship a little bit, too. So really excited about that. So can we um, give him a round of applause? Really excited. Spada. Thank you. Thank you, Mackenzie. Well, thank you guys for having me tonight. Uh, when Mackenzie asked me to, well, she first asked if I would come lead worship for you guys, and like that is, I'll that's like what I'm used to. That's my wheelhouse a little bit. I'm not saying I'm good at it, but I'm like used to it now. So I was like, yeah, sure. And she's like, will you speak? And I was like, I'm for sure sick that day. Like I am not. I'm not a speaker. I. Uh, this like brings me so much anxiety. So if I start to puke or soil myself up here, let me know, okay? Because I don't know if I'll, I'll recognize. Um, well, yeah, seriously, though, thank you guys for having me. Um, I want to share a little bit of my story and then kind of what I've learned along the way because my story is like odd because I did not grow up doing music stuff. It came at um, a later time in my life. But before I get into the, the story, just like three snapshots of like who I am, like what I like to do. One, I've got a picture. I am like obsessed with my dog. His name is Logan. Um, yes, like Julia has a golden doodle. Um, he is a golden doodle. And my dad is a manager at a golf course. And I went to visit him and get dinner with him the other day. And he wasn't ready yet. He's like, I have like an hour before I can leave. Do you want to go play a few holes? And like I had Logan in my car. And I was like, well, I got Logan with me. And he's like, just take him out there. And so like I took him out. And he just like, I tried to have him sit in the cart with me. He didn't want to do that. He just like sprinted alongside as I'm driving. And like it ended with him uh, chasing geese into the water. So then I had to take him back to the clubhouse. But it was fine. So this is Logan. He's like my best friend and a dog. Um, Another thing that is a fun fact about me, I am really good at things that don't matter. Like like the sports that are like ultimate frisbee and sp yeah, my man, he knows. Uh ultimate frisbee, ping pong, spike ball. We played hours of spike ball today and I'm like exhausted from it, but like just I like those like basement weird games. Um and so that's just, you know, a fun fact. I played Ultimate Frisbee at CSU. Um, any Rams out there? Probably, hopefully, a lot of Rams. Go Rams. Um, played Ultimate Frisbee at CSU. People usually are like, that's a sport? I'm like, hardly, but yeah, I did it. Um, and I said there was three, but that's two, okay? I'm, I'm letting you off the hook. There's not a third one. So, uh, a little background of my story. I did not grow up in faith. I, I came to Jesus as a sophomore in high school. Um, through this organization called Young Life, which I know. Yeah, Jess, come on. She knows. She knows what's good. Um, and so I, I met the Lord in, uh, in high school and kind of had no idea what that meant. Like, what it, like, I was like, I decided I want to follow Jesus, but I did not really know what that looks like, what, what does that mean. So my life didn't really start looking very different until later on, but I made that decision. I knew that I wanted to follow Jesus, but I kind of didn't know what that looks like. And so the things that like 
made it different were relationships with people that were older, wiser, that walked alongside me, and two, having some tangible things that I can, like, look at or th think about um, in my life uh, to remind myself of who God is and how can I um, try to be a better follower of him. And so um, as we talk about worship tonight, I would love to give some more tangible things. Um, but yeah, so uh, also, sorry, I'm kind of all over the place. That's That goes along with my speaking not not good at it don't like it all the time but this is what you get Mackenzie this is your fault thank you thank you um I now play acoustic guitar that is like my instrument for the worship team but I didn't learn how to play until I was a senior in high school for a school project like nobody in my family is musical and so I just like I had to learn a new skill as a senior and um I was like I guess I'll try to learn guitar it kind of came out of nowhere and I was like I'll I'll try to do this so I just watched YouTube videos and like taught myself guitar and by the end of the year like we had to like perform and so I like sang this song like shaking and so nervous and it was like the first time playing and singing in front of people it was like at the end of my senior year and like somehow I, I passed so that was good and that was like the that was the start of of any musical journey with me and what's funny is like a lot of the people that I work with now like on my worship teams are like yeah, I grew up on the worship team where my parents taught me piano from, like, when I was zero. And I was, I'm like, well, I will not teach you much about music or instruments because I don't really know it. I just taught myself how to cheat through YouTube and just get by. <laughs> um, and so I, that's kind of how I feel like I've I've done it is, like, just getting by musically and then like I said I wasn't really strong in my faith when I was in high school and it wasn't till college that I really started walking alongside really awesome mentors that kind of showed me what it looks like to follow Jesus and so I did not at all realize at the time what it would look like to be like trying to stumble after Jesus with faith and be a very average musician and I never thought that the two of them would come together um, and so like I said I didn't play anything publicly until I was a senior in high school and that was just for my project and that was it that was all I was going to do um, but then when I was in college I was going to this really small church it was about 80 to 100 people every week and my sister had been asking the worship director if I could join the team I was not wanting to get up there but she kept saying my brother wants to play on your team and I was like shut up I don't um, and so then finally I get a call from this guy, and he's like, hey, do you want to play this Sunday? And I was like, I guess so. And so I agreed to it. And then after I agreed to it, he's like, great, the whole band is out of town, so it's just going to be you. And I'm like, okay. So that was like the, f the first time like leading, like leading worship with kind of what felt like high stakes for me. And I'm like, that's 100 people in there that are going to – experience this for the first time and like it was like I, I felt like I was like thrown into the into the dog pit um and then from there I just kind of was um he brought me on as like a background guitar player um and I'll tell you this was January of 2015 when that happened so that was like just a little over four years ago um when I started as like a background guitar player um 
And then as I kept playing with this small church, in my senior year of college, they let me lead um, every, like, probably every other week or so, and I was, I was getting to, like, lead with the team and having more ownership of it, and it was, like, really awesome, and it started to be like, this is, like, a really fun hobby, and I like doing this, and, like, it's fun to worship God um, while also, like, hacking away at this instrument that I hardly know how to play. Um, and as I'm approaching the end of my senior year, um, I don't know if anybody relates to this, but I went to college and had no idea what I wanted to do when I graduated. Anybody else? Anybody? We have a, we should talk after this. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, we're clicking. Um, and so I, I went to college kind of just because that's what you do. Like, that's what the path is after high school. That's what I did. And I didn't really realize until it was, like, happening that I was graduating. <laughs> and so I, like, had no plans to do something real in life. Um, and like, I don't know, probably four or five months before graduation, I randomly run into Mackenzie at our like student center. And she was saying, she said, hey, I just met with this friend and I was asking this friend if they knew of any worship leaders that would want to come lead for our Timberline College thing. And she mentioned you, would you want to come do that? And I was like, sure, that sounds fun. Cause I, it was like a hobby that I started wanting to do. And and perk, she was like, I'll pay you like 50 bucks. And I was like, awesome. That's so much money. Like just that was the first time I ever got paid to do something I loved, which was which was really fun. Thank you, Jess. Um, and so I started doing Timberline College worship. I think I have a picture of one of the. Yeah, it was. Have you guys been to Joe's? It's such a cool space. And so that was really awesome. We got to do that. Um, for a few weeks before graduating. And then through that process, Mackenzie introduced me to the youth pastor here named Tim Heist. I don't know if you guys know Tim. Um, but then Tim and I kept sitting down and meeting about um, me coming on to work with his like student ministry group here and um, helping lead a, a worship team. And so a few months later, uh, they brought me on as an intern here. Uh, and I got to work with a the student ministry so I have a picture of camp which is just amazing to get to um hang out by like by a river in where like as Bob Sue likes to say in like thin places where it doesn't take a lot to see God's beauty and majesty um and so getting to be with my high school friends um there was amazing and then I have another picture of like the team it's we had no like high schoolers doing worship and then this was a year after I started, and we had a, a team of there's six that weekend that um, that was just for a normal weekend high school night, and it was um, kind of this awesome realization of like, oh, like there are students that were not part of something before that now get to be part of something, um, and it was a huge blessing and an honor to get to do that. Um, so a year and a half into being on as an intern with TSM, um, I get asked by the campus pastor at the Windsor campus of Timberline if I want to just randomly meet one day. And so I was like, sure. And so we uh, sat in his office and he offered me a job as the worship director out there. And I like had no idea how this was happening <laughs> because 
like I I'm serious when I say like I haven't really improved that much in my guitar playing skills. Um, I'm not like anything to write home about vocally, and so it's like, what like how God four years ago did I come from um, like being a background guitarist on this really small church to now getting to be a worship director at this church that is a pretty <laughs> decent size and. Um, I say this not to like brag and like I have no special sauce. It's it's because God has like opened doors. Um, and what we were saying right before this in a little group um, to pray for the evening is like I feel a lot like one of Jesus' disciples. And you know why? It's because he picked really like kind of lame, dumb guys to follow him that were pretty faithless and like he would perform miracles right in front of them and then moments later they are like are you sure you're god and like they don't they don't they just don't get it and it, like it takes so long for them to actually get it and i'm like i feel like that really faithless dumb guy that for some reason you have chosen to like call me close to you um and so it is like such an honor to be in the place that I am right now. Um, and it's like not because of special skills or abilities. It's just um, because I have been in the right place in the right time and God has opened doors and I've just chosen to try to follow him in, in some moments of faith. <laughs> Thank you, Jess. Gosh, you are the best. You're the best audience ever. Um, and so what's r what's amazing too uh this is like the last story before i'll go into like the teaching part when i first got hired on um bob seal and tim put me through this like little philosophy of worship program thing and asked me um to interview a bunch of people and uh just because bob is if you know bob he's like a he's a dreamer like he likes to um not live in a box and so he's like if there's one worship leader out there that you could meet and, um, like, part of this project be, like, go get coffee with him or something, who would it be? He's like, anybody. Like, they don't have to be local. Like, anybody in the world. And at the time, I was being rocked by this worship song um, called the God, of, the God of Miracles. And it wasn't actually written by this guy, but he sang a version of it that was, like, incredible. So have you guys ever heard of Jeremy Riddle? Um, so he's he's written a couple – um, really good songs. He, I think, actually is the one that wrote This is Amazing Grace before Phil Wickham made a really popular version of it. Um, and then some other songs like Fall Afresh. I don't know if you guys know those songs, but um, really uh, popular worship leader who served with Bethel for years and then just in the last, like, year moved to a church um, in a different part of California, I think Sacramento. Um, but I was just really into his worship style and songs at the time. And I was like, oh, yeah, probably Jeremy Riddle. And so I, like, tried contacting him and, um, like, reaching out to Bethel. And was like, hey, you want to get coffee? Like, and nothing, like, I don't, why would he do that? So it, it didn't happen. Um, but then fast forward to, uh, well, yeah, Five months ago, I uh, started this worship leader program where Jeremy was my small group leader. 
and I got to meet him and spend a whole week with him. Um, I think I have a picture of us just, that's in the airport, so it looks like I just randomly met him. Um, but <laughs> well, I like, got to like s s um, be in like video chats with him once a month and then actually spend a whole week like sitting down and getting dinner with him and just like trying to learn anything I could from um, what he's done. And like what I found out is like, I feel like God has opened huge doors for me and it's like, that's all his story is, is he has, like, like yes, he's insanely talented, but it's like, God has just opened doors in the right time while he is just trying to have some faith and follow him. Um, and so, all that to say is, like, there's not, it, like, in this world of, like, ministry and, like, if you're not, if you don't think your workplace is, uh, ministry field, maybe you should reconsider what you're doing, um, and or just rethink how you're viewing your workplace, because it totally is um, a ministry field, but all of it is, like, everybody says that you can, like, work towards what you want, or, like, you can go out and get it, and it's, like, really quite meaningless if, if God's hand is not in it, and so um, I share my story because I've just seen God's hand in such a crazy work in my life. Um, and all I want to do with you tonight is just share a couple things that I've learned along the way. Um, and so the four things that we are going to talk about are what is worship, why do we worship, what is the job as the worship leader, and then what is the job as the worshiper. Um, so I'm not going to, like, spend too much time on, like, the definition of worship because I think that we could all kind of have a decent grasp of what that is, but I will say the Webster uh, definition of it is the act of showing respect and love for a God, especially by praying with other people who believe in the same God, the act of worshiping God or a God. Um, and so it's this showing respect and love. Uh, another way we can like talk about it is like showing adoration or giving praise to God. And I think that when I say that, that's not like Oh, that's a new idea. And so what I would like to do is, like I said earlier, I want to give some tangibles. Like if we were in a um, worship service right now, like what is something that you could think about in your mind if you are having a hard time connecting with the lyrics, the songs, the leader, the whatever is going on um, that have really helped me? Um, and that first one is, Worship is all about taking the focus off of ourselves and putting it on God. We have so much time in our days to put the focus on ourselves, and we do. What we are going to wear, what we are going to eat, who we want to hang out with, what car we want to drive, um, every, everything is centered around what we want to do. And um, I love to like intentionally shift my mindset in worship space to say like or to think about who God is um and less about like w what do I look like what do I want what do I need um and so just shifting that attention and that focus off of ourselves and onto God um and just being very intentional about making that time about God and not about ourselves um and then another thing that worship is is it's a proclamation of our, it's proclaiming with our words and our actions 
um, what the belief is of our hearts. Um, and when I'm like thinking through this, I think it can go both ways. Um, I think sometimes there's lyrics and songs or, or scripture that are so true, but in our circumstance and what we're going through in our life, we don't feel it or don't want to believe it. And so sometimes proclaiming what is true when we don't actually believe in our hearts, but choosing to proclaim it will help us believe it. Um, I have a good friend who, um, it's the funniest thing. I think it's really funny, but it's, it's awesome and it's profound. She, like in scripture, it says that we are the righteousness of Christ or uh, of God through Christ Jesus. And so every time that she gets super mad at her kids, yells at them, like whatever, every time she gets really mad at them, she declares that over herself. I'm the, I'm the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus in like the time that she feels it the least. Um, because it helps her believe what is true when she doesn't believe it. And I think the opposite is when, like, if we feel it in our hearts, our time of worship can be that time of getting to express that. Um, why do we worship? One, it's because we, we are called to. God calls us to worship. Um, in Luke 4, 8, he commands us to worship him. Worship is about him. It's for him. It's with him. Um, and that that's that's like the god reason why we worship another it, like if if that's not enough that it's like for god and about god it, there are studies that it is actually healthier for you to worship it um this i can't remember what website this is from but um it says the bible ha- has proposed worship as an antidote to mental conditions such as worry and anxiety for instance, Jesus told us not to worry about the necessities of life, but to seek first the kingdom of God. Then all these things will be added to us. Seeking first the kingdom of God involves worship. Paul's care for anxiety is prayer. Supplication with thanksgiving. Um, much of the book of Psalms is an intimate look into how to overcome mental anguish through worship. Um, and so I, I say that just because it's another, like, I don't want to be too, like, um, I guess, churchy, if I may. Like, I don't want to just say we worship because, like, it's what we're supposed to do and it's what God called us to do. Yes, that's true. But there's also, like, other reasons, like, actual health benefits to it. Um, now I want to talk about uh, the job of a worship leader and a worshiper. And I think there's a lot of things that do go hand in hand. Um, but before I say that, I have a disclaimer that I struggle with, but it is your worship of God is not dictated by the worship leader. Your worship of God is not dictated by me, by Cam, by any, whoever is leading worship. So what I mean, like you can like a style, you can dislike a style that does not dictate your worship and awe of God the creator. Um, and that is one that's hard for me because I, I like a, a specific type of style. Um, and I, I want that when I'm leading. I want that when I'm like in worship settings. But that's when I have to go back to that point one, taking the focus off of myself, what I want and what I think I need and putting it on God because it's not about style or preference. Um, and it's not my job for you to worship. Um, and so 
my job is is to worship God. It is to set the tone. It's to set the example. Um, that's one thing, like, sitting down with Jeremy and talking with him, he is all about, like, he doesn't have a lot of, like, audience participation when he's leading. Like, he doesn't talk to the crowd a lot, which, like, a lot of people think is a really, like, it's a flaw of his, like a lot of people would say. And to some extent, maybe if you have no connection with the congregation, yeah. Um, but he is all about, I, I'm going to choose to be very vertical in my worship. Like You can think of it like me, God, vertical, or like me re- trying to relate with people more horizontal. And so he's like, I'm all vertical. I'm like just trying to connect with God and set the example for what it looks like. Um, Meredith Andrews, who is another worship leader that was at this little um, conference, said that uh, the job as a worship leader is is one just like a tour guide at a museum. Um, you don't go in, if you're like a guest or someone going into the museum, you don't go in because the tour guide person is really awesome and you like their outfits and they're like they're they're the stuff you want to see no you go in for like the majesty of what's in the museum but the tour guide helps bring you along this journey to to show you how awesome it is um i just got goosebumps because i think it's so it's like so relatable that like like that is what the worship leader's job is to do is to like not say hey look at me i'm awesome i'm playing like it's it's Hey, there is a God who's awesome. I just want to show you him. He's in, he's incredible. I'm the tour guide for you to see how awesome God is. Um, and then last thing with that, um, <coughs> an interview that I did in that project I was telling you guys about, um, this quote from this guy named Adam Paulson. He said, your corporate worship is a direct reflection of your private worship. And so my takeaway from that is like, you best be worshiping in your closet so that you're prepared to worship in a public space. <laughs> um, and so that's like, and maybe not literally your closet, but like if I'm, if I'm going to dare get up here before people, I n- am going to worship God in the privacy of my home so that I know I'm right with God. Like not in a righteousness way, but that I am connecting with God, that I am, I'm, knowing that I'm falling in love with the creator and not with the feel of being in a room full of people playing music. Now, the job of a worshiper. <coughs> First and foremost, it's it's to worship God. Um, and like I was kind of saying before, it's to put those the, the style and the preference and the judgment aside and focus back on that point number one of taking the focus off ourselves and putting it back on God. Um, and it's like the hardest thing for me to to let go of that preference, that style piece, because um, it's just like the, it's the song choices that you like. It's the melody that, that feels good, but to not rely on that. I think those can help with like setting the tone and setting the atmosphere, but like putting that aside and making sure that the focus is not on the music, not on the people around you, but it's on God. Um, And then with that, having an awareness for distractions in those moments, whether that is the people around you, whether that is yourself and your own thoughts, whether that is 
your posture um, or your concern with other people around you, their posture. Um, because I know like at our church we have like some people that like to raise their hands and worship like this and other people who like to have their hands in their pockets and worship like this. And like some might say, oh, the person like this is worshiping God better. No, they, they may be doing that for a show. I'm not saying they are, but they may be. And the person with their hands in their pockets might be really intentionally thinking about how are these lyrics like making me love God more or what are these lyrics sh- sh- pointing out in God's character to me, but they're not a very demonstrative posture type of person. And I'd say some of us might be very reserved in our posture and we might need to break out of our shell, get out of the box a little bit. And I'm not saying dance around, like throw some ribbons around, throw your hands up. Like I'm not at all saying that, but I'm saying be aware of does your posture distract you from connecting with God or are you limiting your connection by what you're doing in in that space, what you're thinking about and how you are posturing yourself. Um, so I feel like it'd be lame to do this and not have some time of worship. So we are going to do a couple worship songs. As we were just talking about posture, I am going, I'm not going to make you guys move around the room, but I am going to seriously challenge you to, to get in a different posture than how you ate dinner. And so what I'm saying is you are allowed to sit but I would say, like, if you want to sit, like, maybe move your chair to a different spot, go sit on the ground, um, or, like, stand in the back. Like, do something that is different from how you have been all night with, like, eating dinner, hanging with friends, and listening, just as a practice of how can our posture change and how can that affect our time of worship. And if that makes you uncomfortable... I'm sorry, like, no, I'm like, I don't want to be a jerk with it, but like, I am gonna just challenge us a little bit to like, break out of a shell just, just a tad. And so, if you love to stand, awesome. If you hate to stand, I'm not saying you have to stand, but I'm gonna say maybe not just sit at the table like you are, because it also makes me feel weird too sometimes. So.